Hello. Hello. And welcome to a super special, super spectacular special episode of Real Nonsense because it was the finale of Matt James' season of The Bachelor. It sure was. And it went well. It went it went a lot of places. I'm I don't think well is the word. I think a lot of us just feel confused. Uh, maybe not confused, but yeah, just confused. <laughs> There's a lot to take in. Yesterday was a lot to take in. It was. It was a lot. And like, it was three hours, but it felt like a lot in a short amount of time. Yeah. I will say it's the quickest feeling episode that's gone by. Yes. Yes. I feel like Which after they, weird. I feel like they should have done an hour and a half of like regular episode and an hour and a half of after the final rise, but I know that's how like not how it works. So yeah, no, I feel you. I mean, there was a little, there was a little too much crying shown in the first two hours. I feel like they could have really nailed some of that down, uh, cut it out a little bit and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. saved us all some. Grief. Yes. Because <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I think we're all a little sad. Yeah. Good. I, I enjoy that this season is over. Yes. Because... <laughs> This season was just weird. It was heavy. Yeah. Um, it was a weird time. And I think I also forget that, like, they were filming this. Like, you know, Matt was the first Black Bachelor for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so he probably was going through a lot of, like, which he said he was going through a lot of emotion of just dealing with that and knowing that he ha- felt the pressure of having to make everyone comfortable with him. And I just feel like you could really feel that. The women were insane. The drama was too much. Um, he had never even been on a Bachelor franchise show yeah, ever. Yeah, it was too much. And so uh, I, I just, I'm thrilled that it's over. I am too. <laughs> I am I'm, too. Give the give the man a break. Please. He's probably so thrilled it's over. Please give the man a break. I have seen so many people shitting on him. I, go I too. check I'm so, yourself. I'm very confused. Go check yourself. Like, what, or why? Um, I think that... Uh, I just can't. Well, let's get into the first yeah. part of the episode. Let's do it. So we start with Matt having a conversation um, with his mom, whose name is Patty, Patty, and his brother named John, which makes his name John James. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Yes. So we have John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt and James Patty. The third. And um, basically, this is just the pre, the prerequisite. Is that a, is yeah. that a word? Yeah. To his mother and brother meeting the girls. Yes. And Miss Michelle goes first. Mm-hmm. Um, him, so him and his brother, uh, first of all, Matt and John look literally the same. Yes. They look the exact same in the face. Yes. Uh, they look like their mom a lot, obviously. Um, I think in the face a lot, but... Anyways. They have the exact same teeth as their mom, like, when they smile. Like, yeah. When they were all smiling, it was all very, and like, like... the longer face mm-hmm. and, like, the kind of longer nose mm-hmm. I feel like they have. And I feel like Miss Patty has that. Miss but Patty. They literally look the same. That's so funny. Uh, but his mom was really emotional. <laughs> he was a wreck. Like, as soon as Michelle walked she in... She said, tell me about yourself. Yeah. And I couldn't tell what... It, I couldn't tell what was going on there for a second. Is, is Matt the firstborn? Is that his older brother? I think that's his older brother. Let me fact check that really quick. Because I know that my mom literally is obsessed with my brother. And she's like, there's just something with your firstborn. And especially, like, just something with a mother and a son. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I'm not your favorite. Literally. Well, first of all, John is a rapper who's been making music for over six years under the name John the Scorpio. Mm. Um, that all makes sense <laughs> um and then it but why won't it tell me just really quick who's older oh and matt's definitely taller but other than that their faces are one and the same but anyway it seemed i feel like he did say my older brother i think but he did too if he is if matt is older that would make sense just because i feel like a mom's firstborn they're always super he's the older uh john's older oh final answer well, then he's her baby. Yeah, and I think that, yeah, maybe that has a lot to do with it. Um, but, yeah, so she, so mom's super emotional, but her and Michelle have a great conversation. Oh, yes. Goes really well, honestly. And we learned that uh, Michelle's last relationship oh, yeah. ended in January. That's early. When did this start filming? September. Yeah, that's pretty soon. Especially for her to be like, I 
want to marry you and get engaged. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. Okay, yeah. Yes. (laughs) Okay, I was like, wait. Nine months, who knows? Very quick. Very quick. Yeah, especially not really to get another relationship, but to be like, hey, I'm ready to get engaged. I want to marry you in two months. Yeah, that's crazy. Insane. Michelle's absolutely off the rails. (laughs) Um... But Michelle and Patty, they have a great conversation just about, like, how Michelle doesn't see it being, like, a disadvantage of, like, Matt's upbringing. And then she tells Patty that she's in love with her son. Yes, she does. Um, And then Michelle talks to John, Matt's brother, Mm -hmm. about her last relationship. Well, which is where they we find out about, you know, the January thing. And he feels like Matt does seem really happy with Michelle. And he really likes Michelle. And How so, could you not? I know. She's so great, I feel like. Um, and I also, I mean, I'll come back to this more later. But I feel like him and his mom uh, were very supportive of Matt as much as they, mm-hmm. you know, really could be. And I think that, you know, John definitely enjoyed Michelle. I feel like you could tell. And even with Rachel, I think that he felt the same way. But, yeah, so it went it went well from the outside. Mm-hmm. But I did note that when Matt's talking to his mom, um, he doesn't say that, like, he says he likes Michelle and he's falling for her and he hopes he's ready for an engagement at the end of all of this. Right. And of course with Rachel, he's in love with her and sees an engagement Mm -hmm. at the end of all of this. It was kind of obvious that he wasn't really there with Michelle to begin with. Yeah. Um, And I mean, it was obvious last week when, Mm -hmm. you know, it's been obvious very obvious. She Sorry, was my the phone one. just started ringing and my mind went blank. Oh, it's okay. No. She, I mean, she was the one, I feel like, for him from the jump. Uh, and so, anyway, so then they're all talking. She gets emotional with Michelle, talking about her family, you know, being cohesive and stuff. And that that's just not how things were with Matt. You know, Michelle doesn't mm-hmm. look at, at that in a bad way. I feel like it was a very important conversation to be had. Um, mm-hmm. And it just went really well. So... That's really all I have to say about it. So then we get to Miss Rachel. And I felt, I even said I felt a little little awkward. Because, like, Matt and Rachel, they started having, like, a separate heart-to-heart in front of her or his mother and brother. And I was like, wait, are his mom and brother still sitting there? Well, part of me wonders, and I saw something actually that maybe it was a comment on one of the Bachelorette um, Instagram posts, and it was someone, a viewer, that said they noticed, and like a bunch of people commented responding to it, that like in one of the scenes, like John's wine glass was full, the next one it was literally empty, and one of the things like uh, Matt's shirt was all of a sudden different and like stuff, and I didn't pick up on that, like I usually picked up on something else that we'll talk about soon, but like I didn't pick up on that at all. Um... And so I do wonder if, like, maybe in that scene they weren't sitting there when they were talking I like know, that. I know. I don't – it was very odd. Because it seems kind of – and it, it just seems too odd that they would go on that long of a conversation. <laughs> like, were they trying to prove something? Like, it seemed like they were trying to prove, like, oh, we're very happy and we have figured trust out in communication. Yes, because – And remember that one time when we had that conversation and yes. it's like – Yes, yes, yes we remember. <laughs> and, like, I, I'm i pretty sure that either the uh, Patty or John just asked, like, a simple yes. question. And yes. it's, it usually doesn't draw, draw on like that. So, you know, there's that. Her and her, uh, her John asked Rachel if she's ready to talk. Um, of course, she says, yes. What, what is she going to say? <laughs> okay. uh, and he says, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was her idea. <laughs> okay. Cool. Sounds good. So um, they they do go and talk. He asks about her, you know, how many serious relationships have you had in the past? She says, not many. Um, she feels she tells him that she feels like Matt is the other half of her that she's needed. Um, then Patty and Rachel go to talk about the engagement and if she's ready. Rachel's like, fuck yes, I've never been more ready. Mm-hmm. He's my person. Um, and they start talking about, you know, when Rachel, if there was a moment, a moment, <laughs> there was a little moment in time, <laughs> if there was a moment where Rachel knew that he was the one. And I, 
She finally got there, and I can imagine how nervous she was. Yeah. I would be. She rambled for a minute. She rambled. She said, you know, I he's the perfect man, and literally he came in, and it was a good moment in time, and then it was a good moment, and then <laughs> during that good moment, he said the prayer. And, like, I think she finally got there with the prayer thing. Because, like, I think that is literally what soul tied like, them for eh? a second. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She said, and I felt it in my soul. And, like, that is what his mom not was looking for. But, like, that yes. – she started crying immediately. And, and like, then that's when she was, like, yeah. I, I like – Feel like I feel you. Yes, like because at I first I was trying to read Patty, and I was like, "God, Rachel's blowing this with this Patty, answer." Patty just didn't really make any sense to me. Every time someone would say something, she would just say something that didn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Did you pick up on that? Yeah. Like she was like, "I feel that, and I resonate with you because I am proud of my son." <laughs> and I was like, "What? What? Yeah, no, yeah. Listen, I feel like." Patty was just excited to see Matt. Yeah, Patty. <laughs> and Matt was just as excited to see Patty. To see Patty's leg. <laughs> he rubbed that hand all over that leg, like butter on toast. Yeah. Yep. Did you guys catch that? Well, I didn't. I saw it. I was like, that was weird. And then when I was on TikTok today, <laughs> this guy posted a TikTok about it. And I was like, Okay, so that was weird. Like, you're so kind. You're like, you know, I don't know much about, like, uh, relationships between a yeah. mother and a son. I'm just going to let this one slide. I don't know if it's normal. Literally, in my head, I was like, maybe that's just mother-sonny stuff. I'm going to let it slide this time. But if but it I, gets further up, maybe. Like, for a second when I was watching last night, I was like, is he going to stop? Like, I, he really I wish, like, you know, my ass would have said something. Like, what the fuck? He was about to fucking creep into the crate. <laughs> okay. Reach that corner. <laughs> he was about to turn the bend, if you will. <laughs> um. So Rachel also tells his mom that she's falling in love, of course, because she's actually obsessed with Matt. Yeah. Um. So then we see Matt with his mom and brother talking about their opinions after they had met both of the girls. And Patty says that both of them warmed her heart. Yes. She says that they, I, they're they both so great, you know. This is where I get a little bit confused with Matt. Um, just a little bit. Um, okay. Because I really do feel, I remember when I watched it, I was like, oh, wow, they're being so supportive. Especially because I feel like he said that he didn't want to make the wrong decision. He sat down and said, I just don't know what I'm going to do. And I think that led them to feel like, hey, we love them both. Mm -hmm. But if you don't want to get engaged in two days, you don't have to. Yeah. It's okay. And I feel like, granted, his mom, obviously, I think she took it a little too far. Yeah. Um, I do feel as if she was inflicting pain that she's been dealing with for a very long time onto his future relationships. Um, as someone that comes from a house where it's you don't have an example of a healthy relationship, when you're ready to move on, it's important for those people mm-hmm. in your life to let you move forward and break the cycle. And it seems like... Aren't we? It's raining. Sorry if you hear the oh, raindrops. Yeah. It should be good. But like, it seemed like Matt was ready to to move on with that. Yeah. And like, I, my, someone who I was very close to in the past, my ex boyfriend, <laughs> had a similar situation to Matt, and I saw like the damage that it did on his relationship with me, and like, it, it's like. I feel like Matt is putting a lot on himself anyway. Mm-hmm. And then when his mom starts saying that, like, feelings come and go and speaking from experience, love is not the end-all, be-all. Yeah. Like, that's to discouraging. Me, yes. For someone that is in his mind, headspace, and has gone through what he's gone through, mm-hmm. those are trigger words. Yes, yes. Straight up. Yeah, and I think any man who grew up with, a father who wasn't, like, the most admirable person, of course, has that fear of, like, am I am I just going to be, like, a carbon copy of that guy? Like, mm-hmm. is that just my DNA at this point? Mm-hmm. Like, 
all that shit. And so for his mom to be like, well, speaking from experience, you know, it she was could harsh. get up and go. Yeah. Like, I do feel it started. I know. I feel like John was 100% just like, dude, I support you either way. I just want yeah. you to know you don't have to do this. I feel like his mom started that way. And then she threw in. She just kept going. And yeah. maybe that wasn't her intention and she didn't realize what she was saying. Like, I think maybe she got carried away because she was being honest. And it's important to be honest because mm-hmm. love does fade in and out. And you are on a reality show. And oftentimes the parents in these positions are just like, yes, oh, yeah. And then, you know, a lot. some of these relationships don't last more than a fucking second right after the show. And it's whatever. But I, it also really confused me because, like, with Michelle, mom – Mom seemed, like, so on board with an engagement and so on board with, like, love and stuff like that. I could see you in this family. Yeah. Yes. She said that. When we see later when he's talking with his mom and brother after they meet both the girls, Matt, they're like, what are you, like, they ask him, they're like, are you here for an engagement? He's like, yeah, that's why I came here. Yeah. And then all of a sudden his mom says all this shit and he's like, I don't know what I'm here for. I think that when he sat down and said that he didn't know what he was going to do, he knew what he wanted to do. And there was only one answer from his mom, Mm -hmm. not forget his brother, from his mom that was going to give them the assurance that he felt like he needed and he didn't get that. And so I think before he sat down, he already knew that it was either going to happen or it wasn't. And she was going to say what he needed to say or it wasn't. And, I mean, I know for, like, both of us having seen previous seasons, we know that this happens every single year with every single Bachelor mm-hmm. Bachelorette. Yeah. They're so in their Bachelor Bachelorette bubble that when their parents and sister and brother and people come in from the outside world, they're like, it's been two fucking months. Yep. And they're like, oh, shit, it has been two months. Am I ready for this? It happens every season for sure. So, I mean. I just feel like he... This is his first season. He is he never was a contender before. Um, he has no experience in this realm whatsoever of even getting voted off or, or not voted off. I always say that, you know, sent home or whatever. But um, it's all new for him. So I feel like if he and like he mentions later on the after the final rose, he had he was going through a lot. You know, what yeah. I mean? he was just going through a lot. Like. Uh, the the drama that was constantly going on, you know, like just his experience wasn't super smooth sailing. And then yeah. on top of that, just being the first black bachelor. Mm-hmm. So, and then to feel like you found your person and, and maybe he, he thought it was Michelle at, at some point. And to have that not validated the way he needed it to be validated. Just sent him into a spiral and I feel really bad for him. Yeah. Through that whole kind of situation. It's tough shit. So, who does he call in? Huh, none, none other than Chrissy Hare. Chrissy Chris. <laughs> Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison pokes his head up through that door like a little turtle. <laughs> and he says, Matt, I'm here for you. Um, basically, Matt says everything that he has and is going to say for the rest of the episode. Yeah. He doesn't want to make the same mistake as his father did. It's an easy thing for him to do would be able to do what, wait, wait, what would be the easiest is for him to do what Michelle and Rachel want him to do and what would make them happy and propose, but he doesn't know if he's ready for that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, of course that's not what these girls, like, of course that's what would make them happy, but that's not what these girls want. No girl wants to just be told what they want to hear. Yeah, no. And, and Michelle, you know, later tells him that and yeah. I'm so happy she does. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I noticed, cause I feel like after Matt like poured his heart out about everything, literally like Chris got overwhelmed. Yeah. He said, that's a lot. He was like, whoa. He said, that's a lot. Yeah. And kind of like a teeter totter on that curb for a second. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, he says that he felt like Matt was in a completely different mindset literally two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And he was. And um, Chris says that it's not the best greeting card from his mom. And I feel like I feel like Matt did kind of need someone in that moment to kind of be like, damn, that actually kind of sucks yeah. that that's what happened. Because, yeah. um, you know, clearly Matt loves his mom and values her mm-hmm. opinion very, very much, as I expect most of us do. But I feel like it was a lot. It was, it was too much for the headspace that he was in. Especially... I also feel like, I don't know, never mind, I don't want to say that. 
Um, do you want to move on to Michelle and Matt's final date? Yeah, let's do it. Um, they rappel down the building to Red Flag City. I don't understand this. I hate it. Why was there Red Flag City with couches? And it makes me wonder what the fuck was Rachel's what what the fuck was Rachel's date going to be? Yeah, probably the most romantic thing ever. No, literally. And they're like, yeah, we're going to send you down um, the resort you're The staying. side of the building to the side parking lot. Literally. <laughs> and you'll what was sit on a, some couches. What, what was that, a tarmac? It, was like a cold, it looked like a little plane should land there. That's what I think it was. Why did I not question that before this moment? Like, literally, what happened? And how at all is that a leap of faith? Thank you. And why are they actually acting like this is going to, like, make or break Bond their relationship? Them? Yeah, I They act know. like they were going to be, like, married with three kids by the time yes. they reached the bottom of that building. They really were, like, nailing it into our little fucking noggins. Like, this is going to strengthen our relationship. This is a leap of faith that we have to make together as a couple. And I'm like, what are you guys doing like, again? I feel like everyone under the age of 15 just like wrote down in their fluffy diary that like they have to go building repelling with <laughs> yeah. someone before they get married <laughs> they're like it will strengthen my relationship <laughs> yes. if i take that leap of faith with my boy our relationship will be as strong as the rope that repels us down <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um yeah but it didn't strengthen their relationship no. as we'll find out later um, no. But when they are in Red Flag City, they chat about what their brother and mom thought. And basically, as we know, we literally know what they thought. Yeah. And Matt gets in his head. I feel like at that yes. point, like, I wonder, did Michelle get the jerseys made before or after this date? <laughs> I wouldn't have kept in with the order if I had the conversation I had with him in Red Flag City. No. You know and what I mean? literally, like, you could see it all over his face because she was like... I love you. I'm so ready. Like, I'm so sure about this. And he literally looked like he just smelled a rotten egg. Literally. <laughs> like, I rewatched it today and I was like, okay, was that as bad as I thought it was last night? It was. And he literally was like, eh. His, like, li- like his, what is that called? Lip curl. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And then it, like, showed his, like, in the moment Lip where curled. he was like, he's, like, Michelle's assuring her, assuring, or, Matilda. Matilda. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle is telling me how sure she is <laughs> about all of this, and I'm freaking my shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then I want to know what producer went to Michelle, and after watching Unreal, like, I, like, extra oh, said, think about this hey, stuff. And I said, got hey, these jerseys. How about instead of Michelle and Matt on the back of those jerseys, we put Mr. and Mrs. James, he is going to And then love they it. said, he's looking for a teammate, remember? And winked at her. <laughs> and then walked away. <laughs> and handed her the little bag of jerseys That's with the literally what they did. I just want to talk about, so they go to the night thing and she, obviously you guys fucking watch this if you're listening. And like, she's like, I have something for you. And Matt's like, uh-oh. And she's like, <laughs> he immediately shuts his eyes. And she's like, you don't have to shut your eyes. It's wrapped. I didn't notice that he just immediately shut his Like, it was going to be a fucking surprise. She didn't say, I have a little surprise for you. Shut your eyes. Like, don't look. She just said, I have something for you. And he said, uh-oh. And closed his eyes. And she looked at him and said, you don't have to close your eyes. They're wrapped. I heard I like I heard her say that. He's a fucking five year old. Like I pictured the day where they rode on the fucking Ferris wheel and his <laughs> legs were swinging. Or the way <laughs> during this date when they were rappelling down and he literally splat against the side of the building and he said, oh, I was just trying to help. <laughs> and then Michelle goes, Did you really like I feel like she got the <laughs> Michelle got the ick from him because she looked at him when they were about to repel down the building. She said, did you really just put your feet like up like that or something? (laughs) Did you notice that? She said, did you really just lean back? (laughs) Yes, I did notice. She said, did you really just lean back? (laughs) She was like, just let go of the rope and let's. Cut his rope. Oh, God. That is good shit. Um, Where were we? (laughs) But. 
if you guys didn't catch on, Michelle hands him two jerseys that say Mr. and Mrs. James, World Changing Warriors is their team <laughs> name, which honestly, I would use that jersey to wipe my ass if it said World Changing Warriors on it. That is embarrassing. I would never wear that on my body, even if we did get married. No, literally, and that's WCW, and everyone's going to think Woman Crush Wednesday. Yes. Okay, Megan. <laughs> I'm just kidding. By the way. If you didn't. <laughs> Editor's note. Um, so then, of Mart. course, Matt's little, oh. Matt's little dowdy Mart. Who's Mart? <laughs> I literally wrote Mart. <laughs> Mart starts having doubts. <laughs> so Matt, he's having his doubts. And he tells her, this is the first time I'm feeling anything other than wanting forever with you. And she, this is where I feel like Michelle gets fed up with the process. And she's like, I just want clarity on what this actually is or how you're actually feeling. Tell me where you're at actually. And then Matt just looks at her and says, I don't think I can get there with you. Ah, oh, daggers. Like I have, you know, after the final rose, she has an interview that will just uh, we'll shut up now about it. We'll talk about that later. But I just feel like in the moment, just watching that part, I didn't like how he handled the situation. No, I don't think that Matt's very good at handling situations. I think that he's a little bit maybe immature, like, in that mm-hmm. way. Um, and I just don't like how he handled it. And here's the thing. I didn't realize when he walked away and left, mm-hmm. or, like, when, when they got up, mm-hmm. And walked to the door that they were sitting. Because obviously this was just like a a date thing. Like he just left the room. And like I expect usually there's like a they walk out together type of situation. There's like Mm -hmm. a little bit more like. I will say I noted today that like he didn't get up. She got up. Yeah. And then they walked to the door and they hugged. And she opened the door and let him out and closed it. okay. That was it. And he was like, I'm sorry. And she just opened the door and he walked out. Okay. And, like, it did seem abrupt, but I – because that's what I was wondering. I was, like, it's weird that, like, he just got up and said I'm sorry and left. And I was, like, oof, like, that didn't look good. So I, like, rewinded it, and I was, like, okay, let's see. And, like, they're sitting there, and he, like, is still talking to her. And he's, like, I don't want you to think that it was just, like, a flip of the switch. And she just gets up. Oh, yeah. I do remember that because I I noted – because she tells him that she is – it feels like a flip of a switch. Mm -hmm. He – he says, I can't just tell you what you want to hear. And she's like, Matt, that's not what I'm looking for. You know that. And she mm-hmm. sits up away from him. And um, as you say, she gets fed up with the process. And he says, it's not it at all. I completely understand you, you know. And, mm-hmm. like, she does get up. I would have gotten up, too. I guess, like, I, I just didn't expect. And obviously, I didn't watch it again today. I didn't expect that, like, that was, like, like, they were leaving in that moment. Like, I was just caught off guard that, like, she was walking to a door and, like, mm-hmm. he walked out. Yeah. I was just, like, It oh, is shit. weird. I think it's important that we also remember that the head, like, what headspace Matt was in in this moment. He probably had 78 million other things on um, his mind. He wasn't in that room with Michelle. Mm-mm. And that's when, like. <laughs> well, he was when he thought he was getting a surprise. <laughs> he was. He said, hold on, let me close my eyes. <laughs> Oh, wait, okay. <laughs> okay. Michelle, you're so fun. I know. She's like, don't we win? <laughs> and then she's like, no, you actually don't have to close them. He's like, oh, well, I'm actually not feeling yeah, this. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't think I can get there with you then. I thought we said surprises only. <laughs> no surprises, no ringy He's dingy. Like, I hate wrapped gifts. No ring for you. <laughs> <laughs> My eyes do all the wrapping. <laughs> Um, so then Matt goes and sits on a curb, because what else are you going to do? Sad Matt. And I hate it for him. I totally agree. He's going through so much. His Mm -hmm. parents, his mom just fucking shot him down. (laughs) He doesn't know what to do. He basically told Chris Harrison on the, before, the first time when they Mm -hmm. were talking, that he didn't really, uh, want an engagement, and that he was just going to keep going and Mm -hmm. see what happened. What happened? What happens? See what happens. And so I feel like that kind of just says everything. That he already knew when he went on a date Mm -hmm. with Michelle. This isn't what the fuck he wanted, you know? Yeah. So he was going through a lot, and it sucks to get broken up with, especially on national television. So sorry, Michelle. I did think it was really cute that, like, Chris sat with him, and he was like, no, 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 like, I'll sit. We can chill. It was so – I bet that's what Matt needed. Yeah. 
And I think Chris Harrison was adjusting to like, that's, this is his first time doing this shit. Mm-hmm. This isn't like, let's deformalize something for this poor man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was like, no, 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 just, just sit. We're fine. Um, and this is when Matt says that he loved her, but he wasn't in love with her. Yes. And cats out the back. Also, this is also when he says that when his mom said feelings fade, mm-hmm. he was like, that like is like repeating in my brain. Oh yeah. And, and he says that a few times. Yeah. And that's when I was like, oh, shit. So, like, this really all goes back. Because, like, I know I've been in a relationship where my mom or dad has said something to me about a relationship that I'm in that, like, that is, like, swirls in my brain forever. Or something that they, like, something that the person I'm dating said. And it's like, okay, I can only focus on that for the rest of my life. Yeah. And that's where I feel like he is. Yeah. No, for sure. And, And it's understandable. I think we all can relate. And I actually think it's important uh, to stop pretending like Matt's not a human being and yeah. that he's just on a reality show. Like, obviously yeah. it is a reality show, but those are real emotions and these are real things that he's dealing with that we all deal with without cameras. hmm hmm And he reiterates here that he's afraid of making the same mis- mistake that his dad did. Rachel is so excited for their one-on-one date. She's one so date. excited to see Chris, too. She looks Hi. so pretty, too. Oh, yeah. And Chris Harrison, a little at the door. You know how that goes. And um, she was so excited. She was. Like, she for said, two seconds. Hi! Literally. And then she was like, oh, no, this can't be good. <laughs> right, I forgot you're the bad news guy. And it, let me tell you, Chris has done this for how long? 25 years. Okay. His delivery... And the unfortunate news, mm-hmm. I would have decked him in the face after six seconds in <laughs> because he took for fucking ever to just tell I, her. I don't, I don't know if he just didn't know what to say <laughs> or I'm what. Like, how many times has he had to do something like that? A million. And all he said is he. All he said was, "I'm here to inform you that Chris, I mean that Matt is um, emotional and lost." Yes, and I'm like. Got it. We, I could have said that. Yes. I like, could have been paid millions to say that. Thank you. I just cannot believe the way that he stood, he like, he stood at that door. He was like twiddling his thumbs. <laughs> like, He's like, oh, Rachel, I forgot. <laughs> he stood there for so long just going on and on and on. And I bet her heart – I would have been like, okay, so date or no date? Yeah. What, what, what are we at here? He hates me. Got it. So, um, yeah, no date, basically. And the engagement is tomorrow. Yeah, and that's what point. I don't think we we didn't realize that when we watched it the first time. No. Um, it seemed this again. This episode for me flew by, mm-hmm. so I did not realize that we only had like thirty minutes left at this point. And so Matt sends her a note the next day, asking her to meet him at the lake because she deserves answers that he's sorry for yesterday, um, and blah blah blah. And she's like, fine. Meanwhile, I'll do it. Matt's meeting with Neil Lane, who oh, has now been coined his um, personal therapist of the hour. Like anyone who comes in contact, I bet people are dodging Matt left and right on like on set. They're like, "Oh fuck, here comes Matt! I can't like." <laughs> Matt's like, "What? So what shape is this?" And he's like, "Oh, it's always like, yeah, my uh, dad hated fucking ovals, <laughs> so my mom had an oval ring once." <laughs> She said it, it, was, it didn't last forever. It was before the divorce. <laughs> but Matt opens up and Neil's like, hee, <laughs> soldering. He's like, I'm just trying to get my check and get out of here, buddy. <laughs> but this Poor is when, like, Matt. even Luke piped up on this one and he was like, oh, that was good advice. Because, you know, he was like, he said that really well. And all Neil Lane said was, we can look at rings and take it from there. Of course Luke resonated with that one. That was good. (laughs) Literally didn't hear a peep out of him the rest of the episode. (laughs) Luke was like, oh, I couldn't have said it better myself, Neil. (laughs) He was like, yeah, why don't I just cash this check and then when I leave, you can worry about the other stuff. (laughs) But I think it was kind of good advice. He was like, you don't have to use the ring, but at least you have it. Yeah. We'll look at rings. You can pick one. You don't have to pick one. But we'll look at him. But then it's like, is that not what John told him? 
Who's John? His brother. Oh, Jimmy John James June. <laughs> Isn't it, like he literally was like, "Hey, you can pick him or you can't." And, and Matt's yes. like, oh, "If I hear that one more fucking time." <laughs> and then Neil Lane comes in and he's like, "So, hey, if you don't use it, burns a hole in your pocket. You know, you just gotta <laughs> give it back." And then Neil Lane and Matt they sing a choir and say, "Hold on to a ring." <laughs> Yeah, I'm just gonna hold on to this ring. I'm gonna hold on to this one. Yeah, you like that ring? Hold on to that ring. I'm gonna hold on to it. I'm gonna hold on to this one. Oh, you're gonna hold on to that one? I love that one. Hold on to it. Will you hold on to this one? Yeah. That all Neil Lane does is hold on to rings. Yeah, so Matt's holding on to one. Ring holder. Well, not. Doesn't use it. Proposal time already is what I labeled this section. But. But not so much. Matt and Chris talk. At first, you're like, wow, Matt is so fancy at this lake. Like, what's going on? (laughs) But it turns out. um, Why are you wearing a suit? I know. I was like, you. I was like, hope Rachel doesn't come in her bathing suit. (laughs) She goes to like a fucking inner tube and like a swimsuit. I was just like, eh, a lake day. Well, it's like the way that he wrote the card. It just said, meet me at at the the lake. lake. (laughs) Who had to tell her that that was the proposal? Because I, I we did not. I don't think the viewers knew until no, we panned I did not on know. the fucking proposal site. Yes, I had no idea. So, anyways, uh, Matt and Chris are talking. Matt's like, you know, he, I love Rachel, but the what I'm gonna do will become clear when I see her, which sounds like a terrible plan. Mm-mm. But um, and he, I feel like Chris is like, my God, <laughs> another season of this, but. Um, yeah, and so I really expected him to break up with her, too, for some reason. I really did. Uh, she arrives at the lake, full non-bathing suit attire. <laughs> full garb. Full gown. Um, and they have a very romantic talk. They do. She says very sweet things. I don't know how every season that... Every season I watch this show and we get to the proposal point, I'm always like, how do these people do this without throwing up as soon as they (laughs) walk up there? And, like, I think I I love Rachel for being so shaky when she first started talking because that would have been me literally the whole fucking time. Uh I just don't know how they do it. Like, hearts out. And you know there's, like, 50 people standing right there. You were in a long relationship. You couldn't have done that with that person? No, 50 people standing in front of you and cameras, too. Like, I don't know oh. how people, how these people do that. You mean that, too. Yeah. Yeah, no, I couldn't. That is what, like, every season I, I watch the laugh. show, I am like, how do these, fi- I would never want to get to the final two because mm-hmm. I couldn't, I, that would keep me up at night. For all two months of it. <laughs> I know. You're like, but what if I make it to the final two? <laughs> yeah, but what if I end up there and then I throw up in front of everyone? <laughs> Because that's what would happen. But I think at that point, you're just kind of like, fuck the cameras. True. I'm here for Matt. True. You know? You have a different outlook on it at that point. Probably. Hopefully. Yeah. But for the record, no, I don't think I ever talked to my ex like that. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um. So basically, Matt asked Rachel to be his girlfriend. Yes! <laughs> in a tux. And she's in a dress. In a gown. In black suit. And what is it? Black? Black tie. There it is. Black tie attire. He's like, come in your best. Will you be my girlfriend? <laughs> Will you accept this rose? And you know, we all know all Rachel wanted was a proposal. She was so bummed when he didn't ask uh, her her parents. Like, I know, she, of oh, course, yeah. she's cool with, like, oh, just yeah. dating. But you know she was hooting and hollering She was there to get engaged. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She were, she were. She still is here to get engaged. So <laughs> I think it's so cute because he tells her that he just wants to take the time to make sure that his love is enough for her, which is pretty funny. That is pretty, uh, pretty. Didn't age well. That's ironic. Didn't age well. Um, the irony is killing me. So that's it. That's how it ends. He gives her the final rose, but no ring. He's no gonna final schmoes. Hold on to the ring. He's holding on to it. Yep. Rachel's not. <laughs> Neither is Neil. <laughs> That's the new holder. So we get to the after the final rose special where, well, do you have, do you want to say anything before we dive into that? No. Okay. So we go to the 
After the Final Rose, Chris Harrison, this is the first time that he has not hosted After the Final Rose. It was Emmanuel Ancho who did a fantastic job. I think that it was probably an awkward feeling for most of us at the start, but it's also important to remember that this is like the first After the Final Rose because uh, they didn't do one last season without a studio audience. Yeah, they did like a small interview with Dale and Claire. Yeah. And then like something weird. Yeah, and like that was whatever. that was like really yeah. it, but nothing to this extent. And I think that also as it went on, Emmanuel got into it and... Well, even like, I mean, after, I mean, Women Tell All was awkward because there wasn't an audience. You exactly. know what I mean? It's just awkward having that like silence when the people walk out. Like, that gap. I wish they honestly would have like added some fake applause in right? there. Like I know it's cheesy, but... I don't know. For a viewer, I don't fucking care if it's real. It did feel intimate, and I also think that they wanted this to feel extra intimate with the serious topics that were discussed. Yeah. But a fake audience would have been great, at least for the beginning, because poor (laughs) Emmanuel walked out there to... Crickets. (laughs) To guitars and crickets. To absolutely nothing. Um, Could the crew not have clapped? I know. Okay, sorry. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. But it's just, it was a little, I felt bad for him. Like, I (laughs) I couldn't do that. I could not be a host right now. I was like, First time with and it's without a studio audience. Yeah, it sucks. But I, he did a great job, like seriously. And I literally hate every single person that hated on him and that Chris Harrison wasn't hosting. I just think that you're stupid. I honestly think it was like even if Chris Harrison, even if no, no controversy had happened, I think that it was great for like him him to host this yes. personally. Uh huh. I think that he was able to relate with Matt on a level that you know. Chris Harrison can just because Chris Harrison isn't a black man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It I think it was great, very important. That, that's a great point. You know what I mean? Totally. I think so too. And I just strongly, and I have more words for this at the end of the episode, but I fuck all of you that are just being super rude about it. Anyways. So Michelle comes out first and this is where I find things interesting. Okay. And you know, she says that she asked to talk to Matt for a couple minutes after he left. So here's, you know, I could imagine, obviously, she got up, she walks him out. Um, I could imagine doing the same thing. I'm sure she was pissed off, just wanting him out of her sight. Um, I don't know if she realized that was the last time she was going to see him, maybe. Who mm-hmm. knows? But I would have hated to... Um, she says that she was in the room with a ton of pro- a bunch of producers. Uh, they saw how terrible in shape she was. Mm-hmm. Um, they tried to contact him, and he didn't want to talk. And he says once he comes out uh, to talk to her, and of course, Emmanuel addresses this, and he just says that if I realized you were feeling that way, I would have talked to you. What did he think she was doing in there? And even Sniffing roses? Even saying those words, like, I can't describe to you. For some, like, I'm pissed off even just saying that. And I was so upset that that's what he sat on that couch and said. To me, this entire episode was very Matt deflecting and not answering questions. I agree. And it was him literally walking around every question being asked. I agree. And if you watch, because, of course, they always do a Good Morning America um, interview with the couple or if not, you know, obviously Matt and Rachel are no longer together as we get to. But, um, you know, they'll have them on. And so I watched the interview today and uh, Michael Strahan even asked him um, a very specific question at the end. Matt actually did, I would suggest the interview. It's pretty good. But uh, a very specific question at the end. He asked, you know, do you... Do you wish that you would have, you know, spent more time with another person if you would have known what happened with Rachel or whatever? Mm-hmm. And he just kind of danced around that other thing. Or, or, or he just danced around the whole question. I remember sitting there and was like, dude, it's so blatant that you literally did not answer that. Like, he just went off and said something completely different. Completely. Even in the, yeah. even like in this interview, which was live. Um, and so... I was super pissed off that that's what he said. I mm-hmm. feel, and then I was super pissed off that which. What is she gonna do? I guess, but she was she, you know, was like, okay, yeah, thank you. But like, I that's the worst thing I've ever fucking heard. He saw yeah. her cry. She got jerseys that said Mister and Mrs. James. I know. She was the final two. Um, she told you in Red Flag City that she <laughs> saw she saw a life with you, and you curled your lip at her. You knew. You even said in your interviews you know mm-hmm. she's in love with you, and you can't give her the energy back. So, like, you know that she's destroyed them. 
Yeah. And you can't, yeah, she walked you out, but, you know, if there's a, what the fuck? I hated that. I hate it. And I hate it. I, worst I, thing he could have said. Worst thing he could have said. He could have said something better. I don't blame him for not having those two minutes with her at that moment in time. If it was at that point, he was not fucking okay. He even told Chris Harrison, he was like, I need time. Yeah, but neither was she. Exactly, but I don't blame him for... He has every right to do what's right for him just like she does. She had every right to ask for those two minutes. He has every right to say no. I do agree with you for sure, but I guess if we're looking at it through the perspective of the show and, like, production, it's like she doesn't know if, like, they're... She doesn't know when they're going to have a chance to talk again. That's a lot to be left. They might have never, ever, ever talked again. You know, you really never... She could have said, no, I'm not going to the after the final rose Mm -hmm. or whatever. And so, like... And I guess that's up to her. But I guess I kind of feel, yeah, he has a right to. She can say no. But, like, why? You just... And you just broke up with her two days before she might have thought you guys were about to get engaged. And, like, you can't ask... You can't have an additional just two minutes. That blows my... Like, it's not just a regular breakup. Like, two days before an engagement. I... Yeah. I just... It's for her, it was left field. For what he's going through, I try... Because he's never done this before either. Yeah, And it's like, to me, everyone, like, digests things differently. Mm -hmm. And probably in that moment, he thought that... He he probably didn't think, you know, at this moment, I don't have anything to offer her. I've broken down myself. I have to propose to Rachel tomorrow, apparently. And I don't... What what more am I going to say to her? Yeah. I guess. I just feel like it's really hard and I Oh, of course. I feel like it's also very important to just think about, you know, how Michelle was feeling and that that's a lot. And here's the thing is on after the final rose, he could have come up with he could have said that. And then there's that. Like it, it and like, you know, just for that's that where happen, I'm more upset than anything. And just for that to happen and then for him to just be like, "Oh, if I would have known." But it's like for me it's like, "Dude, you did know." Like that's you you knew. What did you think she was like? You think prancing? she was happy and just packed her bags and walked out? Yeah. You saw her crying. It was two days before. That's an where engagement. I think he could have done better. I think maybe he wasn't in the right headspace to do it that day after they had broken up. Well, or clearly, even the if next he didn't day. think she was sad, maybe he shouldn't have had a conversation. I, I guess sounds stupid and immature. But, like, it just blows my mind that he can sit there and just be like, oh, God. You were upset? Yes. Oh, my God, men. (laughs) (laughs) Said every man ever. Men. (laughs) You were upset? So I am super glad that they got to a good point at the end Mm -hmm. of their conversation. It ended well. Um, Matt was going through a lot. Don't want to take any of that away from him. But, you know, there are other emotions involved that are just as important as his own. Um, and I'm really happy that they got to talk. And I'm really mm-hmm. happy that it went well for his piece. That's something that he can put away. And it's something that she can put away. Because yeah. Matt doesn't need to, you know, yeah. worry about it. And Michelle's very forgiving. So Yeah. And I did think it was nice that, like, Matt was like, I have, like, so much respect and admiration for you being, like, the person that you were in the house and all this. Like, I thought that that was very kind. Yeah, I'm glad he added that. And he redeemed himself a little bit there. Yes. It's just Matt and Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. And Emmanuel kind of asks her, her, him, <laughs> about, like, you know, did you, how shocking was it, basically? Right. And I think that I could not fucking wait for this part because these are all the questions that I wish I could sit down with Matt and have asked him myself, like, during this whole entire thing. Yeah. Because I just want I, – I want to know so, – I'm so fucking nosy and I want to know so bad, like, how they interacted during this whole thing and yeah. how he felt and, and what was going on and, and how it changed everything. And so he does say that you would think that you know your person better than anyone else. Like, part of me was like, did he already – like, did he see these pictures before it started spreading everywhere and, like, they, he already was, like, on the forefront of it? Like It doesn't I, seem like he did. No. <laughs> He's he, like, I thought there were rumors. This is crazy. I was, I really wasn't expecting what happened at this part. And he's so emotional, and which I totally understand that. But um, I think clearly their conversation, him and Rachel's, did not go well. And that's what I wanted to know, too, because I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, like, Matt this, Matt that, you know, give her a break. But he also says later when he... I'm going to jump ahead just for the sake of, like, this conversation that he had with Emmanuel. He 
when Rachel, him, and Emmanuel are sitting down together, he says, having to explain to you why what I saw was problematic was what hurt the most. And I'm like, okay, so when he confronted her about these pictures, she still didn't get it. She didn't get it. I'm convinced. And I think that he, like, like they danced around it. Obviously, mm-hmm. I don't think it was ever explicitly said, like, well, I think he, I think he did kind of say it. But, like, she didn't get it. And I think she ended up, I think she ended up giving in to getting it. And then eventually yeah. she got it, maybe after being like, okay, like, you know, this, okay, mm-hmm. I get it, I guess, you know. I don't think she understood. And then I think that he got exhausted because we all have seen through the Black Lives Matter movement that it's no black person's responsibility to educate a white person mm-hmm. on the history and on things. And I'm sure that it was just disheartening and exhausting because even Rachel said opening up or at some point that, no, I was, n- I was never worried about those pictures. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I was talking on the phone today with a friend and I was like, for me, if I wasn't worried about it in 2018 – which is might be fair, you know, solid. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not. I don't think anyone should, you know, fucking hate Rachel. She's a fine person. But like, I think in 2020 or 2021, and after all the shit that's gone on, if we all creep on our own Instagrams, right? We all do that. If I saw that picture, <laughs> I'd be like, oh god, that's not a, like. At this point, if we Uh had a plantation picture of something we went to that was, like, plantation-inspired, you would, I, even if I thought nothing of it in 2018, would probably shit a brick. I would be, well, like, if I didn't even understand, like, say, because they started out when Rachel finally sits down, they started out with, like, going through, like, what antebellum is, what is the old South. I loved how he did that, too. Yeah, and it's like, and Rachel's like, yeah, I get that, and I'm like... So you get it. <laughs> I was like, wait, that was a little too easy. Yeah, I'm like, wait, did you look this up after? She's like, do you have a copy of the script? Thing? Yeah. <laughs> so we get it? Because now I'm confused. But yes, in, in knowing in knowing that you're going on a show that is so, I'm going to snoop through your Instagram and this and that. And it doesn't, to me, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. Say you did attend these events in the past. You didn't understand the seriousness of what they were, you know, celebrating. That to me doesn't make you a bad person. Does it make you a bad person if today you're still celebrating it and you're like, oh yeah, I did that. That's normal. We do that where I'm from. And that's what Rachel said too. And I think that she didn't understand that when her and Matt were having the conversation. I hope to God that her publicist wasn't in her ear saying, this is what you say. I agree. Memorizing these things. Like, you know what I mean? I agree because like, I just feel like the thing is too, is that if she... Like you said, she's not a bad person for it. No. What makes it difficult is clearly when Matt and her had a conversation, she didn't get it. No. That's what makes it very, very difficult for him to be in a relationship with her. And that's where I think people aren't understanding that he didn't... I he I don't think Matt broke up with Rachel because she took a picture at an antebellum no, God party. No. And people are literally blasting his ass on Rachel's Instagram, telling her that she deserves so much better if he's just going to break up with her and not try to work through any of this and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. That's not it. That's super unfair. You're just, like, looking over just the bigger picture. That's, yeah. The whole bigger picture is he can't, he can't represent her not being racist, mm-hmm. basically, you know. And, like, he also can't – he can't help her fix it all and help her learn through it all either. Mm-hmm. She does have to do it herself. I don't think – who knows if they'll end up dating again. But, like, I just feel like she – it is the fact that she may – I don't think she was able to understand him at all no. when they talked. And that's detrimental. Mm-hmm. That is truly detrimental. Yeah, it seemed like she probably did have some pushback when they had yeah. that conversation. And something that Matt said that really resonated with me, he was like, you know, because I didn't I like I didn't think about this far like in the future of what this would do in their relationship if they were to get engaged and married. Like what kind of effect would that have on their children? You know, she doesn't understand what being black in America means. What yeah. is it gonna mean when she's raising two little 
you know, kids who are black in America. You know, it's like, that's where, to me, I'm like, well, thank God Matt is mature enough to, you know, sit down and be like, well, I'm not just going to number one like brush this under the rug because it doesn't need to be it need he needs to like thank god he's going to be like no you need to go through this by yourself you need to figure things out by yourself and like what does this mean for our relationship not even now like when we have kids yeah absolutely and um i hope i'm just gonna say i was talking to my friend man earlier i hope he doesn't mind that i say this but like he um brought up a great point where he was just kind of saying that like when Matt kept saying that he that she needs to figure it out by herself, he really can't because there are you know people that will you, we all know the people that are like I have a black friend so I'm not racist yeah you know he really can't stick around for the sake of their relationship and because that's like a big thing where she it's almost like he's putting himself in the position of like being her crutch being her crutch and making everything comfortable he's putting mm-hmm. himself back in that position of making sure that everyone else on the outside is comfortable mm-hmm. you know how much more comfortable we'd all be if matt james just stayed with rachel through all of this we'd mm-hmm. all be a lot more comfortable wouldn't we mm-hmm. but no like people are pissed off that he did that he took a stand and didn't just say no i'm going to he would he he probably from the perform from the point of getting hate, would be a lot comfortable if he yeah, stayed with but he, Rachel. He can't be her crutch, and he can't be the re- the black representation that Rachel mm-hmm. is not racist. That's why, like, I do, I I do feel like <laughs> proud of Matt. <laughs> like, it's not like his mother, but like, I feel like he would be doing Rachel a disservice if he wasn't like do this on your own. Yeah, you know, you have to. I agree. Do this on your own. He's doing. You know, and I mean, all of us are just service because now, I mean, it makes me look at it in a different way. Like, oh, yeah, they would have had kids. Yeah. You know, so. They would have. And that's why I really did love yesterday's episode. It's such conversations that not all of us are having every day, like with our friends and stuff even. So to see it on national television mm-hmm. with a black man hosting, you know, our black bachelor and just the open conversation. Incredible. Much needed, I think, for all of us, really. Although exhausting at the same time, and it was really disheartening and sad just to see Matt, because he was obviously so torn up, especially mm-hmm. when him and Rachel sat down together. He, like, <laughs> like what, the longest pause in the world? <laughs> I was, like, it, it was, like, one of those TikToks where it's, like, you know that one where it's, like, hey, how y'all doing? Yeah. And, like, it's just a bunch of people, like, staring at each other. That's literally what it felt like. And, like, <laughs> thinking... Is anyone? I know. Is anyone gonna say? And finally, Emmanuel was like, "All right, um, I can tell." Yeah. He said, "I don't want to interject because I can see it, and I think your your eyes are moving, right?" <laughs> He's like, "I think you're there." And Matt still didn't say anything. No. But I mean, I don't blame him. I blame him. I don't blame him. That was the first time, I guess, uh, they broke up over a phone call. It seems mm-hmm. so. That was the first time that they've seen each other. So I'm sure there were a lot of emotions. Right. Um, and Rachel didn't really do the best job of explaining herself either when she first sat down on the couch and who knows if Matt was watching behind the scenes and then he had to go out and see her. Or I don't know who came out first. Yeah, she was out there first. So I don't know because I think that – I don't think she self-pitied herself, uh, you know, that much. But I'll get to this later. I think she could have said a lot more beneficial things. Mm-hmm. Um, at, the, at a certain point, I felt like she was – and I'm sure she was nervous, overwhelmed. That's a very tough position to be yeah. in. Um, so I don't want to shit on her too much, but... And she did, like, I'll give it to her. She did make a point to be, like, I, I'm i not in the position to be, like... Because he was, like, how are you doing? And she oh, was, yeah. like, I'm not in the position to say that I'm not doing well. Yeah. You know? And she yeah. was, like, I'm not going to sit up here and be, like, Start I've had it. Yeah. Yes. And I've I really so don't hard. think she did at all, but I do think there were... That, she, that was an important time for her to also get on that platform. And, and you know, I felt like she spent a lot of time just... Mumble bumbling. Mumble bumbling, mourning her and Matt's relationship and not necessarily looking him in the eyes and being like, I hear you. Mm-hmm. I am like, you know, I am going to make these changes whether you're at the end of my journey or not. You know, mm-hmm. just like, I just feel like she was like, but I love you. Do you not feel like Matt made it a little hard on her too? Oh, yeah, for okay. sure. I mean, he was a like mute Matt, mouse. Yeah, didn't do a great job. Not at all. I mean, he was a mute ass mouse and I feel like it's, how do you communicate in a situation where there's no communication going on? Mm-hmm. But like, 
you know, you know, she was in this situation. And I feel like when you're the person that's in all the controversy, I'm sure she's a publicist. I hope that's a really good time to hop up there and fucking take a little bit more advantage of the airspace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know what I would fucking do. I know. Well, that's the thing, too, is I'm like, I would mm, be throwing up. So, yeah, don't blame her. I don't. I don't know if I would. I don't know what I would say in either. Well, especially because it's like the first time I wouldn't even know what I would do in a manual situation having to lead the show (laughs) with no audience. Are you kidding? No applause? (laughs) And to think, too, like it's the first time that they've seen each other. So, like, how could you how could you not look at your ex for the first time and be like, you know, but I'm really sorry, and I really wish this could work out. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's what yeah. we all would want to do. So Matt did also say, um, of course, that none of this means that she can't grow. Mm-hmm. But just, like, at the moment, you know, it's it's just not it, – it hit a, it was a wall for him, you know. And that's totally fair. I, you know, they did – that's really all I have for that part he did the Good Morning America interview this morning um, where they did talk about – he asked him about, like, the conversations he got with the women and, and, and the women. And did he talk to, you know, about families and, like, what their families would look like and stuff like that. And Matt did say something super interesting that he had a lot of conversations like that with the black women that were there and he said Chelsea and Michelle for example and he said that with the white women for some reason he didn't really like talk about those things and he which I obviously it's like a three minute interview so like Mm -hmm. there wasn't like super much elaboration on that but he said he was like hindsight is 2020 and like of course after you know the questions to ask and you know even more so who to ask and what to make a point of. And maybe it was just he felt more comfortable talking about it with Chelsea or Michelle mm-hmm. or something for some reason. I don't know, but I found that really interesting. Like, that I is. wonder, did him and Rachel really not talk about that stuff? Like, but he did say that they did have, like, conversations about their future. That's what I was thinking. And that's why I was, like, on the interview, I'm like, wait. I'm almost sure that anyone that he did an overnight with, he had conversations about their future. I would agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would I was hope like that he would have taken that time. So I found it interesting that he was like, you know, looking back, I would – and maybe he just meant in general he would have asked different questions to everyone, not just about family. Right. But I found that kind of interesting. Um, and he said that he doesn't – he was asked if he regrets picking Rachel, basically. And he says that he doesn't necessarily regret it, but that he – of course, he wishes that if everything would have gone differently, but that if he had to kind of walk out with nothing, basically, but all the conversation that America's having right now about everything, then, like, basically, he won. So, it He's was... like, a- I really wish Serena would have stuck around I for know. me, but, uh, you know... <laughs> Could you imagine if she did? He'd be yeah. so happy. He would be living his life. She would be devastated, though. <laughs> yeah. She got the ick from him on day one. <laughs> and then stuck around for what? I know. To be licked by a donkey. But no, I um, I think that I feel bad, you know, for, for Matt and this whole scheme of everything. Um, I feel terrible that it's hard to also have to get on national TV after kind of the whole situation, obviously for Rachel too. But, you know, even after everything, we see people are telling Matt to go to therapy. We see people are telling Matt to go get fixed basically we see people commenting on Rachel's stuff that you know she deserves so much better and that he's not the one for her and that's totally Mm -hmm. fine I guess but you know it seems almost and I see all this stuff on the bachelor page about you know people hating that fucking Chris Harrison's out right now and Tasia and Caitlin Bristow are getting the opportunity to host Mm -hmm. this goes deep what I'm kind of saying right here is that you know Matt deserves a lot of grace too Rachel deserves grace but he is he is the man that's going through all of this directly. He's getting all of kind of the backlash from Rachel, which I don't even understand. I literally don't understand. But I enjoyed this fi- after the final rose episode a lot. 
I think that Emmanuel did a great job. Michelle looked beautiful. Rachel looked stunning. Our bachelorettes looked stunning. Our bachelorettes looked amazing, which are... Michelle and Katie. You know, I kept wanting to confuse that, like... I kept thinking in my head today that Caitlin Bristow and Tasia were the bachelorettes. Oh, that would be very weird because they're both in very happy relationships. Literally. But... Because I just keep the two. The two women... I cannot wait to see Katie and Caitlin Bristow because I have said... Caitlin Bristow is my favorite person in the entire world. I swear to fucking God. <laughs> and Katie has always reminded me of, mm. like, Katie on this season reminded me so much of when Caitlin was on Chris Soul's season. That's so true. And she's just that. very, like, out there. She's going to say what she thinks. She's, you know, big, bubbly. I cannot wait, the, wait to see them just interact. I know. I know. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for fucking Katie. Like, you guys, you, you, we don't have to tell you because we told you in every episode. Yeah. Every mini-sode we've done thus far that Katie's been involved in, uh, we're obsessed with her. You know, and I'm excited for Michelle, too, because I know that one time when they had the little sneak snippet at the end of Michelle and she did those push-ups. Like, she seems fun. Oh, yeah. No, I feel like I she had so many cute little, like... Yeah, we didn't get to see her full personality, though. No, because she, she came, came halfway in the season. She came into a lot of drama. Yep. You know, so I'm excited. I'm fucking excited. I'm very, very excited. I'm very excited to see Tasia, Caitlin, these two women. I'm excited for fucking Bachelor in Paradise. I literally... I can't calm down. When is that? I don't know. Oh. It's in between the seasons, Ooh. I think. Oh, it's in between because the seasons. Because we have summer. We have Kate. Katie's coming in the summer. And then we have Bachelor in Paradise. And then in the fall, we have Michelle. So how long is Bachelor in Paradise? Like four episodes? I think it's usually like five or six. Okay. It's short. Okay. Um, but oh, yeah. So they really throw that one in there. Yeah. I've never watched it live, so. Well, I'm so excited. I'm so... <laughs> As we started off this episode, so happy the season's mm-hmm. over. It was a long one, guys. I, I, Matt is probably sleeping a little bit better tonight. I hope Rachel's mm-hmm. sleeping well tonight. Emmanuel, Ancho, I hope you're sleeping better than just anyone. Just I hope he is too. And Chris Harrison, for that matter. Why not? I hope he took a melatonin and is rolling over in his bed. He probably isn't. <laughs> He's <laughs> like old. crying. But okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back whenever with uh, Katie's oh my gosh, freaking yeah. season. All right. Which well, is so exciting. Till next time, guys. Adios.